Hey everybody, welcome to Homeroom with Phil Valentine, a podcast hosted by me, comedian teacher Phil Valentine. Every week I'm going to sit down with a new guest and talk to them about their school experience, what it was like for them uh, between the bells. Thanks for tuning in. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, follow, and share with a friend if you enjoy the show. Thank you very much. This week I interviewed comedian Taffy Jaffe. She's a really funny stand-up that I've seen doing comedy in the city. Out of all the guests, she's probably the person that I have known the least, uh, but I was most excited to do her interview, and I think you'll see why. When I was on my way to Taffy's apartment in the city, uh, I got a text from her telling me where she was in the city, and she asked if I could pick her up. And, uh, and I did, and we had a nice car ride down to her apartment where we kind of got to know each other. So I hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I enjoyed doing it. Thank you. And don't ask me how old I am, because I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they say, you are a woman of a certain age. I say, no, I am a woman uncertain of her age. <laughs> <laughs> That's too good. Um, so I, we were talking in the, on the car ride down. There were a couple things we, we talked about. Um, one thing we talked about is one of, you, of your stand-up credits, right? You... You had a stint on America's Got Talent. I did. I did. It was really unbelievable. I, I, I was telling you that I had a wonderful, wonderful boyfriend, and I used to tell this guy every day, swear you will never leave me. And every day he swore he would never leave me. And then a year ago, in the middle of the pandemic, this guy turned 88, his heart failed, and he died. I mean, I'm still in shock from it. And... I, I, the more I think about it, though, I think I figured it out because we were together for 36 years, and I think he got scared of commitment. <laughs> <laughs> he got cold feet. Yeah, too much. <laughs> so anyway, I went out to live with my daughter. My daughter, her husband, and my darling grandson, who's now 16, mm. who I told you I bonded with right, right, right after his circumcision. He stopped screaming after I held him and whispered, don't worry, you're still hung like a two-year-old. <laughs> Ever the compliment. <laughs> but now he's, he, now he's 16, so he really was too busy with his own teenage life to have anything to do with me. Mm. My daughter and son-in-law were very busy. We were in the middle of COVID, so I was kind of stuck and no boyfriend after all those years, and I was just like a deer in the headlights. And I don't drive a car, so it was awful. So my daughter said, you have to find something to do. So I went on a comedy Zoom show, and one of the other comedians said, Taffy, if Rodney Dangerfield and Jackie Mason had a daughter, it would be you. They're taking tapes for America's Got Talent. Send in a tape. And my grandson, i give him that, helped me to put that together because I am technologically challenged. You know, one of my first jokes I always say is, I wanted to tape my set tonight, but I'm technologically challenged. I'd be a happy woman if I had a boyfriend who went down as much as my computer. (laughs) (laughs) 
I hope this is uh, not X-rated on here. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> okay. Don't worry. Let me know because I'm capable of going over the line. <laughs> you're good. Be yourself. Thank you. Thank you. So anyway, so America's Got Talent. They ended up and sent. They sent for me. They sent me a a, a plane ticket. Five days I was out there, in a hotel with the other contestants. Wow. And it was fantastic. And I got all yeses. Wow. And I thought that meant that I would be now Marilyn Monroe or somebody. Right. But it, it did not <laughs> quite work out. They give a million auditions, and they only have X many slots. Oh, man. But they did put, put a clip of mine on, and YouTube picked it up. And the clip says, America's Got Talent, 2021, elderly comic Taffy Jaffe, Flirts with host with Judge Howie Mandel, <laughs> and so far it's got twenty five hundred hits. So that's not too bad. Yeah. So, bad. so so and I, in a way I'm relieved. I don't have to go back there on a plane again. And, right. Yeah. Not all the uh, the run around and everything. Yeah. And you got a great story and to flirt with Howie Mandel. Exactly. If given the chance, I think I'd still flirt with Howie Mandel. <laughs> I flirted with uh, almost everybody that was there. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was big stimulus package <laughs> when I was there. It was great. You know, the last day of it, when I was saying goodbye to all these people that work there, uh, they they give you a lot of interviews, and the young interns mm. take you from one place to the other. So this intern came, and I... I said, listen, everybody, I yelled out, of course, which is not a thing, nice thing to do, but I'm not very nice. So I yelled out, listen, everybody, give a hand to this guy. He's a technological genius. He actually fixed, pause, my vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> that was my big exit line. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're a crackpot. That's too good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> he really did help me with my phone, so I, I was. it was partly true. Yeah, there you go. It's a... <laughs> All the good stuff is based in something true. Yeah. So let's dial it back from even before America's Got Talent. As, as you know, we want to talk about your school experience right, and all right, that. Right. So where was school? Where'd you grow up? Well, I grew up in the Bronx. And my first school story is from first grade. In those days, we had 1A and then 1B, 2A and 2B. Well, I got to school in 1A and... The teacher thought I was so smart that she skipped me to 2A. And I came home and I told it to my parents, and they didn't believe me. That, that's how confident they were in me, I guess. <laughs> but, but I feel like it screwed me up for the, uh, forever in terms of now I was with kids that were older than me. Mm. I never learned to print. I, I was behind, and... The fundamental things. Yeah. That's so funny because and that you held on that you still hold on to that, right? Like the little things that you didn't that you would have learned if you stayed in that class that you were originally in and then they jumped you because you were smart enough, but you missed out on these foundational things. I think so. Wow. And I, and I was with kids that were ahead of me. Right. Yeah. Well, we, me and you, we kind of did a, a flip-flop because I made it to third grade. I was young for my class. And so I was with all these kids older than me, first, second, third grade. And then my mom held me back a year because she didn't like that I was with the kids all older than me. Oh, and do you feel that that harmed you? Uh, not at all. I think it probably helped me because I ended up with kids my age uh, or at least a little closer to my age. And 
I think it worked out okay. And um, she was always big on like, if she didn't want me to say, oh, I'm supposed to be in fourth grade. She would always say, no, you're supposed to be in third grade. That's why I put you back in third grade. Wow. So. Wow. <laughs> well, I think that it really threw me off for many, many years. Right. And plus the fact my, my father was, um, what can I say? Uh not the most gentle soul that you ever met. Sure. So, so for him to help, and he was a, an accountant. Okay. So he could be strict in the homework and all. And I, I don't know what screwed me up more, but I was screwed up, and I always felt I couldn't do the work. Uh, I was not a good student from okay. then on, and. What a flip of the switch! You went from showing up to school first grade. They skip you to second grade, and then you become a bad student. That's right. Wow. That's right. Uh, uh, yes. Now, I, 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 I don't blame it all on being skipped, but I think that was a part of it. Right. I could give you you know, other examples of what made it hard for me. Right. I, I couldn't pay attention, et cetera, et cetera. But when I finished high school, I applied to a, a, a college, just a two-year college, because I... I I, I remember in high school, we went away for some kind of um, like a, a, um, a bungalow colony for a summer. Okay. And I was a counselor in the camp. And the other kids were all, nobody, they were all upward bound students. Mm -hmm. And I had to leave to go to summer school to repeat French. Oh, oui, oui. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> je ne sais quoi. <laughs> And it, it was it was uh, humiliating to me. And the long story short is that after so I finished two years of college at this kind of dumbish school, which I won't name. Mm. And I was majoring in fashion merchandising, which was the only thing I thought I could pass. And and then I had the idea maybe to continue to get a bachelor's degree, but at that point I had this young boyfriend who was in dental school, and he said to me, if you don't get married to me now, I'm not marrying you. And I thought, oh my God, I'm 19 years old. I better grab what I can when I can. <laughs> and I was married to him for two years. I, I, I said, I got married at 19, so I'd have someone to be with when I was old. I said, after two years, the marriage was so boring, I wondered if I'd ever get old. <laughs> <laughs> and so I left the marriage, which is interesting because I know a lot of other uh, girls my age also got married young, mm. and the, the marriages weren't good, but they stayed. They stuck around. They stayed, and I didn't. Okay. So I left, and I, w I worked as a secretary. And at some point, I met one of the girls that I knew from this uh, summer colony. Right. And she said to me, you don't belong as a secretary. You're so smart. She said, I work in a um, school for uh, preschool, and I'll get you a job as an assistant teacher. Well, I love kids. I, 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 I identify more with kids than I do with grown-ups. I feel the same way. Right? Yeah. And so that was great. So I get this job, and it, it's so funny how things happen. So here I am in this job and I, with a two-year college degree, and at some point, I'm an assistant teacher, and at some point, they make a rule in this school to continue on this job 
you must have a college be going toward receiving a college degree. Okay. So I start to go to Hunter College at night, work in the day and go in at night. Wow. And little by little by little, I start getting great grades. I remember, I'll never forget it, I got, they would send you your grade in a postcard. Okay. And I opened the mailbox and it, it was philosophy. And it says, A. I turned it over to see, is this the right address? Is this right? <laughs> is this to me? I couldn't believe it. And eventually, I made Dean's List. Wow. It, 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 was, it, it was really that, it was just incredible. Yeah. If that girl hadn't said that to me and offered me that job... Who know, I would have just stayed wherever. Well, t- you're you're a story of like you know the, the whole idea of um, wh- what's the saying is uh, success is the crossroad of preparation and opportunity, right? So you told the America's Got Talent story. You told this story. Anytime something comes your way, you you take a shot at it and you're prepared for it and you make it happen. Well, I'm trying to do that with finding a new boyfriend, so <laughs> I, I can't tell you how successful that is as of yet. But um, and so then after I finished, I, I so I major, majored in sociology. Okay, Hunter College, and the last year I went full time, and was on dean's list. So then I I can't remember how I got the idea, but I decided to go to graduate school. Wow. To, uh, and I interviewed at, uh, to go to social work school at NYU and, I don't know, Columbia, wherever. NYU gave me a scholarship. No kidding. This was like not the picture that I had of myself. Right. It was just incredible. And in social work school, it was a two-year cl- uh, course. Okay. And you actually worked. You had classwork and then you worked in clinics. Right, some field work. Yes. So, so... That really got me into another whole career. I finished the two years, and then I went to, uh, got a job in a clinic for adolescents. Okay. And I worked there several years, and at the same time, I went to school, Psychoanalytic Institute, to get further training. Now, this clinic, you could only stay till you were age 21. It was just for teenagers. And... A friend of mine that I knew worked in another clinic and said to me, I want to send you a private patient. So that started me working privately. So I worked part-time in there in the, in the clinic, and I became a supervisor. And then little by little, I started a private practice. Wow. You were, you were literally laying one brick at a time until it all just came together, huh? I didn't lay any bricks exactly. No bricks laid me. <laughs> <laughs> so, can we jump back to the Bronx? To, yeah, to, the Bronx. Yeah. So you you told the first grade story. What school was that? Where were you going? I, I in was in public school, PS thirty five. And I, you know, my neighbor. I had a neighbor who was married to a doctor. They had no children, and I used to escape my house and go and hide out in their house. And this woman was just so taken with me. My family thought that I was too much. I, I, they, they said I had ADD, Attention Demanding Disorder. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they try to teach me, if you see something, don't say something. <laughs> but, but, th- but this neighbor of mine was, was um, enchanted by me. Wow. Uh, she had no children. 
Her husband was a doctor. She used to give me books with tracing paper. She had a little dog, and she'd just pay attention to me. It was incredible. Wow. And so this woman told my mother that she thought I was very smart, and she thought that I should go to private school. And I can't believe that my mother actually took me for a an interview at a private school. Maybe this maybe the doctor's wife set it up. I don't right. remember. At any rate, I went for this interview and there was no sign that I was really going there or what, but somehow or other I told these kids this this was I don't know, like maybe fifth grade or something. Okay. I told the kids in my class that I was leaving and I was going to private school <laughs> and I made a party in my house with all with just soda and potato chips and whatever and used my father's uh, uh, film ca- camera and broke a few of those things. Yeah. And anyway, it, it, and it turned out that the week after the party, Bernie Citrin's mother called my mother and said, your daughter's not going to any private school. I want the present back. <laughs> so I, I am capable of making stories up. Because I don't know where I got the idea that I was definitely going there, and I didn't go there. Hey, but your parents let you throw the party. Well, I don't know if they let me or I just did it. <laughs> you know, it was right, come after school, come to my come house. Come over. Yeah, yeah, so my father wasn't home, so I could use the camera. Oh the the uh, uh, mil- uh, what do you call it projector? Oh, okay. and he used to have these Charlie Chaplin movies and all that, which oh I kind of knew how to work it, but not exactly. Right, right. So crack a few eggs to make an omelet. So I went to public school, PS thirty five in the Bronx, and then I went to junior high school in the Bronx. And so you grew up in the Bronx. Yes. Where in the Bronx? Near the Yankee Stadium. Oh, okay, over by Grand Concourse. Right on okay. the Grand Concourse at the beginning of the Grand Concourse. Right. Wow. And then I was supposed to go to really tough schools in my neighborhood, but I I changed and set changed my address to where my aunt lived, okay. and so that made me be able to go to Taft High School, which okay. I took the bus to go to. Were your elementary and middle schools tough schools, like uh, hard schools? Well, I wasn't in the in the smart classes. <laughs> I'll tell you that. And one time, one time I got. In junior high school, I met a girl in junior high school that was my best friend forever. She, I loved it, and she, we 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 just did everything together. We were on the phone twenty four seven, and we walk we'd walk to places to bakeries and in, inside all kinds of stores, and I'd be pretending that I was blind, and and she'd be leading me around, and. The thing was that this this girl was my first really deep best friend. And when we got to high school, this girl got in with the cheerleaders, the smart kids, and Mm. I was kind of left behind. Uh, It was devastating. And I I had a friend here and a friend there, but it was... uh, Didn't have that bond again. No, my heart was broken. Oh, my God. Yeah. Your first heartbreak. I guess so. Jeez. Yeah. So... These were, well, did, did you ever talk to her again? Did you ever connect with her yes, again? Yes, we, 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 we st- yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. Those, those like relationships, those like, uh, you know, school age relationships, they, they kind of, they dig a little deeper when they, when you get hurt in them. Indeed. Yeah. 
Indeed. Um, so was but, it, what, but what I was going to say is that in, so when we were in junior high school, they used to have silent uh, change period. Like you, it was what do they call it? Compent compartmentalized. Yeah, where you go to different classes. Right. And so those were supposed to be silent changes in between classes. Exactly. So I, I had a hard time, as you can imagine, being silent for too long. <laughs> so I would talk during the silent change, and I got caught, and I got left back, left back. I, I maybe it was a week or two. I can't remember, wow. but but. But I was with these younger kids. It was kind of humiliating. And um, so that was another school fiasco in ju junior high school. Oh, so, God. So you, you got into a little bit of trouble there. Did you get in trouble like in school? Uh, or were you mostly a pretty good kid? I can't remember. That was one of the big troubles that being left back that time was yeah. was that that was stood out. Yeah, it's interesting too. You noted like that it was humiliating. You know, like that's an embarrassing thing to have happen, and it's like that has kind of become so far removed from punishment in schools now. You know, like you you try to take humiliation out of uh, out of the the equation. Oh. Yeah, you know. that's nice. And there are people that I can't stand, like Bill Maher, who I used to like, who's got this repetitive theme about kids nowadays getting away with anything, getting away with everything, yeah. and the kids are indulged and so forth and so on. I always think if we looked at Act One of his growing up, we'd get a couple of clues to where he's coming from. But you're not kidding about that, you know? Yeah, and you know what? If, if you, it's not fair to say kids are so indulged today because the whole world is more indulged today. So kids are just part of that world. Uh-huh. You know, uh -huh. the, the way they get so lost in everything. Um, so were you, it was your school where you walk into school when you were a kid or were you taking a bus? Or oh, what? Uh, yeah. We, uh, in fact, we took a bus to school. Wow. And, and not only we took a, this is in the, from till sixth grade, but not only did we take a bus, we were bused home for lunch. No kidding. In the uh -huh. middle of the day? In the middle of the day, yeah. Wow. And I had a friend, Carrietta Parham. I, I will always remember that name. It's unbelievable. She had the most gorgeous handwriting of anybody I ever saw. And she was a black girl. And I invited her to come home for lunch. Right. And I think my family was stunned, well, my mother, because where we lived, there weren't black kids. Right. And so... It reminded me when, you know, I have a daughter, and when my daughter was, um, I forgot how old she was, but her best friend was a black girl who I sent to my father's with his new wife. Okay. And they, they was went swimming, and he had a swimming pool in his building. And the woman said to me, oh, why didn't you tell me that, that, uh, Cleo's friend was black. I said, why? Would you have worn a different dress? Jesus. I mean, so yeah. racism w had uh, raised its ugly head. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, I mean, and it's, it hasn't uh, died down. That's, I know. So. Yeah, she was a good friend of mine. Wow. Well, in I, early years. Well, I was going to say, what age was this? Yeah, this was in um, 
second grade, third grade, fourth grade. So she came over that first time. Did she come over a few more times after that? I, I can't really remember after that. But fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But that's pretty cool that you got to go home midday for lunch. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. not a bad. I, I wouldn't mind that. Uh huh. <laughs> well, you love the way your mother cooked. <laughs> you, you do anything for that meal. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding, right? Uh -huh. To break out. And so this is all the Bronx. And you said you got to high school and you said you went to Taft? I went to Taft High School, Bronx, yes. In the Bronx, okay. So I think it's one of the, t it became one of the toughest schools. Okay. Wow. Yeah, after yeah. after you blazed the trail there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. And how was that? How'd you like Taft? I, I, I felt like, um, I, 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 the schoolwork was over my head. Mm-hmm. Um, my, fr I lost my friend Rusty was hanging out with other kids. It was, a, but it, 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 in the meantime, I, we, we used to go away for the summers to this bungalow colony. Right. And that's where I met Mr. Right. Mr. Right now, Mr. Right then. <laughs> right then and there, right? Which was Mr. Right then and there, exactly. <laughs> and so I had him as a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And, uh. He went on to I, become a dentist and you went on to become single. That's it. Yes, yeah, it. <laughs> I, 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 my school, my school changed entirely though when I went. I went away to college. Okay. And we lived in a small dorm, and that's when I found my. My home. Okay. Yeah, in college. Yes, that's yeah. where. Where'd you go to school? Where'd you go to college? I don't know if I should say. Okay. Fair enough. University of Bridgeport. Okay. And, um, but it was like, there I, there I found my, my, I could entertain the, the girls. I became president of the sophomore class. Wow. So you kind of found your niche there. You, you fit in and, and, I, and, and uh, I'd hold court and we'd be laughing our brains out. Oh my God. I, 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 they had curfews. I'd sneak in from the curfews. I think I got caught there. Yes, that was another place I got in trouble. <laughs> and I had to be uh, quarantined to my room for a while. Wow. But, um, but just to be amongst people, amongst these girls and laughing just. Right. Uh, uh, I was thrilled to be with like-minded people, right? That would laugh with you. Yes. And, yeah. Yes. That's everything. That's everything. I I I I love the kind of uh, I always call it like comedy volleyball, where you're sitting in a group. To me, this is the highest. This is my religion. Yeah. To to to, to sit in a group, and now you say, and now he says, and then she says, and it builds and builds and builds. Uh, to me, that is total ecstasy. And yes. And and you you have a joke, and then it kind of just becomes a joke for the whole night that everybody's exactly. in on. And if you're watching from outside, you think we're crazy, but we're all in on the same joke. And you're crazy, and refer back to it and keep yes. keep it going. I I I just love it. And that's where you first like in Bridgeport. That's where you first felt like you had this group of comedy volleyball. I oh, did. I love that. I loved it. I always call it. I think that is like talking at the lunch table, like when I. I had uh, like my close group of guy friends in elementary school, and that was like we would do sleepovers on Friday nights, and all, and we were just laughing our heads off all night long, and just all in on the same joke. 
And our moms would be like, what the hell are you guys laughing at? It's like, you don't get it. Don't worry. But we get it. That's what matters. That's why we're laughing. And, you know, it's interesting because I, I have the idea. I think comedians are born. Like, my grandson was a born comedian. Okay. And he used to take, when he was little, little, he'd take the little Spider-Man, and, and a little doll he had of it, and reach out when the, at a red light to the truck driver's up and hold it up like to see if he could engage them yeah and he was little and he'd say mom close win close the window they don't want to <laughs> if he couldn't engage them but it it was fantastic and wow. i had him come on stage with me when he was little wow and the two of us one time this is not about school though yeah go ahead uh, one one time i put i used to perform at Cornelia street cafe and they had, uh, it was it was called Monologues and Madness. And at the beginning, it wasn't all comedians. And at the beginning of each show, the MC woman would say, when you come up to do your bit, don't explain it, don't introduce it, because, and then the audience would all say, because we don't care. <laughs> so now I... I and everybody would read theirs. So I, I had a thing between me and my grandson. We both had a script and we were reading it. Now at some point I lose my I lose my place. Mm. I said and I say out loud, Oh no, I lost my place. I said, I don't know if I should start from here or here. He said, Don't start from here be and this kid was listening to this a, an hour ago. Right. Don't start from here all the way back there because the audience, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> what a callback! And I said to me, that was like the epitome of a of a comedian. You take something like an ace card, you hold it in your pocket, right. you don't put it out until the exact right time, and then and then that's it. The patience, right? My, my boyfriend Vinny used to say, Taffy, when we're in a group at a party and everything, you're not even paying that much attention. You're only waiting for the co comic opportunity where that could fit in. Oh God, I love that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, b b people. Uh, um, I say after the uh, uh, pandemic, when the comedy clubs were closed, it was devastating. Right. Not only did I lose my boyfriend, but here uh, my outlet for come com meeting, being with the comedians was closed. Right. So it was horrible, and the Zoom is does not do it. Nothing. So um, now, when it came back, I'm so thrilled, and I say. As I'm on the stage in this high joy of it, like, can't you move in with me? Can't we all get married? Can't we all be together? It's just, to me, it's the ultimate pleasure. Yeah. People sit and they quietly listen to music. I, to me, that's not together enough. <laughs> no, this is, I, you said it before, it's like religion, you know? It is... It is the community gathering place where you come and you speak your truth. Exactly. You know. And and, and, and I also feel people are not naturally meant to live alone. Mm. I think we're meant to be in tribes. Right. And when you're in a comedy thing, it, 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 it depends. I mean, some of them, people are very alienated and they just, the comics just look at their phone and don't pay attention to anybody else. Right. But when you're in a room where you're together with each other. You're locked in together. And, and, right. and people yell out stuff and you can all be together. It, 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 it's just heaven. Well, that's kind of like the ultimate form of, of the uh, comedy volleyball. Right yes. There. 
Exactly. Yeah. When that's, you can get a good room and you're all in on the joke. It's like I'm deciding the joke, but we're all in on it. Exactly. I just, know? I love it. <laughs> I love it. I think in the elementary school when I skipped, one of the teachers was um, kind of crazy, mm. running around the room and it was weird. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know why this class keeps coming to my mind. I took a class in speed writing, which is like stenography. Okay, shorthand kind of. Yeah, shorthand. I, I, I like that. That was interesting to me. I still use some of it. That's very cool. Yeah, that, that, was, that was an interesting class. Yeah. And that was high school? High school, yeah. Okay. Um, Mr. Glockenhaus, I think was his name. Wow. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> What an applicable skill, though. Yeah. You know, did you take, like, um, when, when you were in school, did you guys have, like, home ec classes and shop classes and things like that? Maybe maybe some. Mm. Um, I, I hardly remember it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Did you have a favorite, like, uh, do you... Did you like reading? Did you have a favorite? Do you like stenography? I, but I, I, I was, a, I was, a, it's interesting. As dumb as I thought I was, I was a big reader. Yeah. And I did read a lot and loved that. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. And, and my mother would say, what are you going to lay in the bed all day and, and stink? You know, <laughs> like you're supposed to go out and play with the other kids. Right. But, um, I did, I did like reading. What a transgression from like uh, or transition from today. It's like, what are you going to sit in bed all day and play Xbox where it's like and the parents would kill to be like, what are you going to sit in bed all day and read? Yeah, that's interesting. That's right. That's right. It comes back around. huh? Right, right, right. Um, what kind of books did you like to read when you were? Young? I don't know, but some of them were the big. Yeah, big, Gi thick giant thing. thick books which I would <laughs> never read now. <laughs> but I'm still I'm still a, a a big reader in terms of I must have the Times every day. I read the Times yeah from cover to cover every day. No kidding. And uh, yes, I always feel I'm going to miss something, and if I read the Times, I'll know everything. Yeah, which is not entirely true, but it helps you. You stay in the loop. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I, I'm I'm involved in theater. And so I like to know what's current in that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm not big into science. I usually skip that section. Okay. But I love the arts, and I love to know what's going on and get the dirt. Did you uh, did you dip into the arts at all in school? Uh, any theater or anything like that? It's interesting because I could have done it in um, in in the two year college. They had like a, a campus thunder where the girls would participate, but I I I didn't. But what I did do was um, run for political office, and it was kind of I made that sort of a little like a comedy thing, political uh, theater. <laughs> yeah, like the, like my friends would give out um, taffy candy, vote for taffy, vote for taffy, and it's interesting because. In in my school, in college, in the two year college, one half of the uh, hangout part, Union Hall, I think it was called, mm. were kind of the, the jocks. Okay. 
and the other half were kind of more the um, the academics. Okay. And usually, pe- most people stayed at one table, and that was their table. And I was like at 50 tables. <laughs> I had friends in that side, this side, and the other side. Oh, my God. And so... It was, it w- I had a lot of fun then. And I guess, I, so I was sort of performing, but in an uh, ad-libby kind of way. Right, not an official performance. <laughs> right. But but you were getting those stage chops going table to table. You'd break it in on the jocks, you'd bring it over to the, to yeah. the souls. You'd bring <laughs> I, I still You're like rewriting in between. <laughs> I still like that. And when I would be with, with my boyfriend, um, my Vinnie boy, uh, if we would go to a restaurant... I'd get involved with people right away, start to talk to everybody. He says, can't you just order? <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, I, I I could get a party going quite easily. Yeah, life of the party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're magnetic. Well, whatever you want to call it. But And, and that was m- the other thing, that during the summers that we were at this resort, at this uh, bungalow colony, that's another place I found... Oh, and that's where they discovered that I could do it. That's where I started performing. Now that you're making me think of that. Wow. Um, there was one guy that had a Latin band and did performances, and he invited me to be in it to play the, whatever you call it, the two sticks you hit together. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's calling it enough, you know, the two sticks. Yeah, the two sticks. And so I was in, the, I was in the performing with them. Wow. And then another guy put together shows... And he put together, the the first show I was ever in was called Man Who Came to Dinner. Famous, and um, I had the part of uh, um, like a Hollywood actress kind. Of, and they put you at some point in the coffin. Mm-hmm. And they close it, and, and they, they thought that was so funny. They locked me in the coffin for a little while. No, but it, but it was just... <laughs> <laughs> But that, that's where I sort of started to come out on stage. Okay. In those teen years. Right, where you start acting. Even yes. if it's not officially an acting role. Right? Yeah, well, no, but it was an official acting it, role. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that's when I started dabbling. I, you get a taste of the stage. The, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- those were simultaneous with high school years. Okay. When I was there during the summers. Wow. And then you would go back to the school year and, and you kind of didn't, you didn't let that, that part as much out, right? You were, that was more summer taffy. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Uh, you said you got the name taffy from, from, from stealing some saltwater taffy. Yeah. Um, Can you share that? I, I, my real name which I never felt fit me properly. My real name is Muriel, mm. M-U-R-I-E-L, and the last name Crop, K-R-O-P-F. And the whole thing didn't suit me. So, <laughs> so when I was a kid, uh, it, it, in a camp situation, I went to. I used to go to camp before the, before my teenage years at that resort. I went away to camp, right, and. Once we raided a boy's bunk, and I stole the ta- saltwater taffy. <laughs> so so they nicknamed me Taffy. And I I always think, luckily, I didn't take the sour balls. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and so then when I started to do comedy, 
Um, I had different last names because I had two different husbands. Okay. And so neither one of those was suitable for comedy. And, and that's when I really started to think about comedy after the second marriage fell apart. Mm. And here I was with a three-year-old. I said I, I, I couldn't do comedy when I was younger because I was raising my daughter. I had joint custody. I took care of with one hand and smoked joints with the other. <laughs> 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 and um, I, I always say now that uh, I say to the young people, I say, as for you youngsters in the audience, I say, as for you youngsters, you think you're so cool because you do drugs. Well, I do drugs too. Only guess what? Medicare pays for mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but wait, what am I talking about now? Um, uh Oh, so then after the second marriage was over, right. here I was with a three-year-old. We, I had joint custody, and I didn't know what else to do, so mm. I took a comedy class. And that comedy class, it was interesting because the woman who was running it uh, got this idea, like Chorus Line was a show that was based on dancers. Mm -hmm. And they got the script from people workshopping it together. We, when did you start dancing, et cetera, et cetera. This, this teacher had the idea of putting together female comics and workshopping it. Were you funny as a kid? How was it accepted, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And so she held auditions and every female comic and every female actress came to all these auditions and I met Joy Behar there. No way. Yeah. And um and then I put together uh, we well, anyway with that show we called it Fun with Jane Apologies to Dick. And and, <laughs> and we got as far Joy Behar was in it and we got as far as the public theater audition and that was kind of the end of it. Then it all fell apart. Right. But after that, I put shows together with Joy Behar, me. There was another comic, Charles Barnett, uh, an Alvin Ailey dancer guy. Yeah. And I put several of those together, and that, that was fun. Very cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, I want to fire through a, a couple a couple more questions. If you're yeah. Right. So I want to know... Did you have a, looking back at school, did you have a favorite teacher? Anybody you can think of that uh, just just has a place in your heart still? Um, I think the first grade teacher, maybe she was the one who skipped me, Miss Anderson, was so kindly and so, uh, I guess she really was taken with me, and I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. How about this? How about, so you look back, you, you've had, like, a really nice things to share about your past and some things that, like, you think about. So if you were able to give younger Taffy advice now, you know, school, if, if Taffy now could give school Taffy advice, what would it be? Well, I, you know, I, I have a question with the whole school system. So do I. Yeah. I, you know, I, I mean, there's so many requirements that 
that you don't really use, that you don't really need. Right. And I, I, I like things to be more adapted to who each person is. Mm. I know that's probably uh, 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 my boyfriend Vinny would say, "Good smoke, good smoke." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, so much of it. Everybody is not a scientist. Everybody is right. not a mathematician. Right. And I'm not so sure that it should be one size fits all. Right. Yeah, I I think I I agree with that, and uh, I think especially like today is it's like becoming everybody can be more in their own world and have their phone and all this stuff that it's becoming harder and harder to have that common experience. Uh-huh. You know? So, uh, th this is something I like to do. I like to ask all the guests. It's called best, worst and weirdest. Uh, so I want to know you, if you have a best school memory, a worst school memory and a weirdest school memory. I think, I think, um, one of my best school memories was when I got the most votes and became president of the sophomore class in wow. college. That that was a big one. Yeah. And the one of the worst you said. Mm -hmm. And one of the worst was that I was away. I had my my dental school boyfriend at that time was in Cornell University, and I was there for the weekend. And so I spoke to my roommate, told me that I won. But what had happened, and this is this goes along with the worst memory, a, a, a guy who was also running for office said, let's combine and run together. So we did. And she told me on the phone, he came in second, and he was blaming me that I wasn't promoting him enough. That's what she told me. And so it was here I was in this glorious victory Right. That I had gotten the most, po which I really was more popular than him, and I knew more people than him. Right. But it kind of kind of put a damper, like I had done something wrong. Right. And when so, really, you just did everything right. I guess, but <laughs> but I, it, it was it it really uh, put salt in, in on that. Mm. So what was it? The best, the worst, and what's the other one? The weirdest. The weirdest. Mm. Um, I guess maybe the weirdest when I got left back speaking to my friend through the door of the, <laughs> of the seventh grade <laughs> sent oh. me uh, uh, sending notes we used to have nice cheating uh, methods oh yeah L like like You'd have a method. Your friend would be across the room, and if you <coughs> cough, that means look at you. And now you put three fingers up to your head. That means the third question, <laughs> and then they would answer back some other way that they. Right. Or you right. pass different notes, and I, 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 I liked cheating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what got you through. That's how you skipped to to two way. No, no, <laughs> that was before I knew how to cheat. <laughs> But then you became a pro. Then I became a pro. Yes. We in uh, in high school there were people so that would cheat like this. You would have like um, a multiple choice test, and they'd go get a bag of M and M's, right? And so me and you are sitting next to each other. If I eat a blue M and M, that means the answer is A. I eat a brown M and M, it's B. Yellow, it's, it's like 
That's now you reminded me how we cheated because so the now you cough now you put up number three fingers that means the third question and it's multiple choice and now they go right two finger three finger four whatever <laughs> that's how you get it uh huh uh huh if, if we put that much work into doing the work we might not need to cheat that's through. a good point <laughs> uh huh any other stories from uh, from the school days you want to share. I, I came into my own in, 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 in college. I just was fabulous. Yeah. And that kind of community feeling is what I, I... I can't stand people who are not friendly. Right. You, you know, you get on the elevator with somebody, and it's like, hi, and they're frozen. I mean, come on. Right. I say, listen, nobody's better than the other one. We're all in the Titanic, honey. We're all going down. Right, right. If I had a boyfriend went down as much as a Titanic, <laughs> I'd be a happy girl. <laughs> but but you know, people, I I let's just hold hands. Come you on. Know, I said to uh, to my girlfriend the other day. I said, Oh no, it, you have a girlfriend. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I said that you know, like being nice starts with just holding the door for the person behind you. Thank you. It's that easy to start. Right. You know? So right. Uh, so. Yeah, I think we could all stand to uh, to give some happier, to some nicer energy out there, and then also take it in, be thankful for it when it comes our way. Yes, yes, it's not it, enough of it. Th 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 there's nothing. There's nothing like a, a a a group that's together that's having fun, and everybody's just together. It's right. just the greatest. Just like a co just a a blanket of love over the group. You know, I used to go out with this guy who was a um, an usher. At the um, Ed Sullivan show, I believe, mm. a variety show. And then after it was over, we'd all go over somebody's house. And all these guys that worked, the usher, and we'd just stay up all night. And and just laughing was the was the order of the day. Right. And, like, if you got up to leave at, like, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, there'd be a guy there, this guy, Mel, he said, you're getting up, you're going? You're making a fool out of yourself. <laughs> don't leave now <laughs> and it would that oh, the, oh, and i love that and and a resort that i went to later on as an adult right was like that and a late night club yeah. the best love it uh, well you already said you're a late night owl so i'm night owl yep <laughs> yeah love it love so it out at the clubs even just to hang out in a room somewhere yeah. or, or at a table somewhere or at an anything. A late night at the diner. Can't yes. Be there you go. That's a, that is excellent. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it too. I That's love me that. and Patrick Holbert that used to be our move at oh, it's best. the Neptune Diner in Astoria. The best. And then you can just make side comments to this one and that one. Yeah, you're doing your people watching. Some, and then sometimes they join you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This has been a lot of fun. Tassie. Thank you, baby. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you got everything you wanted. And more. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. All right. That was the episode with Taffy Jaffe. I had a blast doing that episode. Uh, I hope you can tell as you're listening to it. It was fun talking about the differences in, in school uh, or, or realizing the differences in school. Right, the thing that tripped me out most was that she got bussed home for lunch back when she was in school. Uh, so I will link her YouTube video, her Instagram, 
in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure you share with a friend if you enjoyed. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe, follow, all the good things. Thanks a lot. See you next week. I'd like to thank the great Derek Alexander-Smith for the wonderful intro and outro song that you're listening to right now. And if you like this week's posters on Instagram, thanks to Schmanks.